everybody. Happy Pride Month. Yay. Woo, woo, woo. Yay, gays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Pride this year is also going to be, it's going to be like another little weird uh, pivot. Why pivot. is it going to uh, Oh, my God. It's going to be a, a weird pivot because I know last year we were right in the thick of COVID. In the yes. Thick, the thick of COVID. And this year, we're kind of like... We're COVID light, you know? Is, I mean? is it rude of me to say, but gay's like a thick? It depends on the gay. Oh, fair enough. Uh, milkshakes? Mm. Mm. It collapses the straw. It's kind of annoying. Fair enough. But, you know, it depends on what you what you're, what you mean is thick. Whatever, shut up. Random, random side note. Yeah. They built a new fast food place. You know where the um, Texas Roadhouse was that they had over off of um, Blankenbaker? Not Blankenbaker. Oh, my God. I can't think of the, the street. Here in town, but they they had a they had a um a Texas Roadhouse and they moved it to the in front of the mall here in the city. Okay. But Texas Roadhouse apparently has a fast food restaurant called Jaggers, and they put that. Oh yes, there. yes, 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 yes. It's over off Brownsboro. Yes. So I we I went there day and I got a milkshake. Their straws are like the size oh, the of a straws. quarter, so you can suck everything through. You know, I forgot about that place. I went like when it first kind of opened. Yeah. And it was like rainy, and the line was around the corner. It still was. And I was like. Girl, are, you, are you, is this food that good? I think I actually liked what I got. I don't remember what I got, but I think I liked Well, it. have you ever been Bubba's? That's the other Texas Roadhouse place. It's up in Indiana. It's called Bubba's 33. I've seen it. I don't want to This go. type of food, Jaggers, <laughs> is not as like high quality as Bubba's, but like the fries are. But, like, but see, Bubba's, Bubba's is, is like, it's what you're supposed to go in and sit down though, right? Yeah, it's kind of so, like your pub food for Texas Roadhouse, where Texas yeah. Roadhouse is like Tex-Mex. But sorry, I was, I was on the point that they, they give like super thick straws or big like... So you can suck all the good stuff up. Yeah, I like that. Nice. I didn't get I didn't get one when I went last time. They're but good. good. Yeah. But yes, Pride Month. I think this year it's going to be a little weird. I think some cities are having Pride. Some cities are moving their Prides to different months. Is Louisville doing Pride this year? I don't remember because I don't know. Because usually uh, a good friend of mine usually runs that mm. uh, in Louisville. And he stepped down after doing... He stepped down last year. So I haven't oh. heard anything about like... I think he was just, he'd done it for the past few years. I think he was just tired. Well, see, and that's where I've never been to Louisville Pride. I've actually, to be honest, I don't think I've ever been to a Pride event. I've only been, I mean, it's weird. I've been to a ton of them. Like, I, my first one I went to was in Nashville a, a gazillion years ago. Okay. And I remember being hot as hell. And then, like, my next one, I think I'd have been to a Louisville one, like, years and years ago when I used to have it at, my brand is saying Belvedere, but I don't think that's what that's called. So, but they had it there, and I think I went, and I was kind of like, it's hot. And then, like, the next time I went was probably two years ago when they moved it to uh, to the to the big four lawn where the big where the yes. big four bridges. Yes. When it was there, I was like, this seems a little bit more open. Okay, I'm I'm on board with this because before it was in like that big concrete structure, and it was just so it was still hot as hell. Oh, always. But it was by the river. You know, you kind of. They, I think they had fireworks that night. So it was really actually really nice where they when they moved it there. I went. It was still fucking hot. So I think I went two years in a row. I think I went two years in a row the past couple of years. And last year was first year I didn't go. So and and this is just my stupidity. The the couple pride things I've seen are like LA Pride or Chicago, where they have like actual parades through the city. Does does Louisville have a parade? They do have a parade. Okay. Yes, there is a parade. Um and it usually ends at Where the four the lawn. I think so. But yeah, they they definitely do the parade. Um, actually, I believe that they're that they have moved Pride to September. We should go this year. I've never been to Louisville Pride. And I, I feel like to, it's a nice entry. But see, way. there's two. There's like there's like Kentuckyetta Pride, which is the what is in June. Yeah. And then there's the Louisville Pride, which is the one 
that where they shut off Bardstown Road, basically. But I feel like Louisville Pride, because it's such a smaller kind of like local thing, that it'll be kind of like a good entry into that kind of... Because, I mean, we've been to IML. I mean, if you've been to IML, you can handle Pride. Like, okay, like, okay. Like, I, I didn't like, know there was going to be like a big like, difference. Like, come on. Like, if you've been to IML, um, then any Pride you go to, you can handle. Okay. The okay. only thing I'm not sure you can handle, if you... only thing I'm not sure is like... There's the Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, which is um, you've mentioned this before, which is a huge kink com- community for the gays. You know, yeah. leather, I think it's like it's like leather to the nth degree almost, in my opinion. But I've never been there. Oh, and, or, and I don't that know if heat? it's no in yeah. this climate. But San Francisco is that nice climate, though. Oh, true. Um, but that's what I've never been to. I, when I went to San Francisco, I missed that by a day. I think we left the day before, and I was like, that'd have been cool to kind of see. Because like like I've said before with IML, I the first time we, we all went, mm-hmm. we went we were kind of you know went to kind of make fun of it and kind of like you know be like all tawdry and giggle and shit you know. But and now we then, get it. Yeah, and then like after that, I was like, this is actually a pretty cool community. I mean, it's such an inclusive community. It's such a body positive community. Like, I understand now why people want to be involved in this. And the big thing right now is that a lot of the Gen Z gays are saying Pride should be family friendly, so we shouldn't allow the leather community or the kink community to be involved in Pride. That's the big argument right now. And I'm like, um, these people who are in who start that kinky leather community blaze trails so that you can walk around with, with, with your family like that. So no, they should be allowed to be a pride just I'm like sorry, everybody else. But like, so gay Gen Zers are limiting the representation of gay people yes. at Pride. Yes. Or are wanting to. Yes. To say that I don't understand, I understand they're, they're like, well, it's family friendly, it's blah blah. I'm like, I'm like, look, I get that. I understand you're like, it's family friendly, whatever. Who wants to see some guy with, with, with his ass out? I do, but that's not my, the people but, attending Pride. I think yeah, do. but I'm like, we should not be limiting, we should not be excluding. This happens a lot in the gay community. A, a lot in the gay community, we we all we all want acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. But within the gay community, a lot of those people aren't accepting of other people in the gay community. So it's a lot. Well, and I feel like since. They're they're trying to like justify that it's so mainstream now that it it needs to be cleaned up so that right. non gay people because pride always to me was like it's I mean, it's obviously for the gay community exactly for this and that's my or, whole so, thing should is, we say should we we be saying LGBTQ plus yes right. okay but yes, yes it is for community. the LGBTQIA plus community IA. what's the IA for now I can't remember <laughs> okay but yes it is for that acronym yes. And it is, and, that, and that's fine. I'm, I'm like, so to me, you treat it like a gay bar. When, when you when the straight people come to a gay bar, do we tamp down or do we change what's in the gay bar for you to come in and, and, and handle it? No, we don't. So Pride is our event. It includes all of the LGBTQ plus community. So if you want to bring your family in, you need to be aware that this is us. We are not going to change anything or move anything or censor anything just because you want to bring your three-year-old child in here or your five-year-old child in here, do we support your allyship? Yes, support. Thank you for supporting okay. us. Thank you for feeling like you want to come in and help us support us, but you also need to be aware of the kind of shit you're going to see in here. But who the hell is bringing a three- and five-year-old? To, well, I don't know, but to be fair, it's not like, it's not, that's the, that's what's weird about this. It's not like straight people saying this. It's our own community who's like, well, no, and it's like, Dude, you wouldn't even be able to do what you you wouldn't be able to walk around here shirtless in a speedo like like you're doing right now if it wasn't for these uh men who blaze this trail. So See, no. Here's the thing. If I ever have a kid and they're end up being homosexual in any form fashion, I don't care. I'm out there supporting you they're gonna have to pull me off a float. I'm gonna be up there just in leather, just like woo. 
let's go. Can we get a harness, Dad? Of exactly. Of course we can. Yes. Of course we can. All day, every yeah. day. But that's the thing. I actually forgot about that when we were talking about Pride Month, but that just, it just kind of, I was seeing all these weird, like, memes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like there was a meme. It had Aunt Lydia from Hemmings Tale. Okay. And it said Gen Zers um, looking at the leather community at Pride. And I was oh like, and I was like, what are these? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, oh, okay. But that's neither here nor there. Pride Month, be excited. Last year, I think we tried to have, you know, some Pride shows, but during that month. But you know, this year we're just gonna, you know, this is this is this is great. True, and I think there's not really a lot of Pride shows coming out, or, or shows that be representate representative of Pride. Mm-hmm. Like I know they're shooting season six of Queer Eye. But it's not going to be out anytime right. soon. So Love we're Victor kinda, will release soon, season two. But I don't think it's going to be out during Pride. Right, right. So, it's, so it's just, we're kind of missing it. Yeah, we, we are missing it a little bit. If we think about it, we should have a gay or an LGBTQIA Bay of the Week every week this month. And it might not be somebody who's associated with the show that we're dealing with, but maybe it's somebody we can highlight. We can try to make that happen. We might try to make it happen. Um, cool. Well, yeah, guys. Pride Month. Yay. What else are we talking about today? Um, so I don't the know. big release from this week. I was gonna say the, the non sequitur because I don't think there's like I don't think it's like a big gay fan base, but the new Friends reunion show. Yeah, uh, were you like a huge? Yes, the Friends reunion dropped on HBO Max. Yes, and this is not our conversation, like our our main show for the week. We're just gonna talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was not to begin with. So I I've mentioned before I grew up and I watched Friends with my dad. Yeah. So my parents are divorced. I spent weeks with my dad. The way we would kind of wind down is, is watching shows at night, and Friends happened to be that kind of, we're starting to put that sitcom as a later, show the new, newer episode, show some reruns. So me and my dad would watch Friends. Yeah. So I never was like a big fan. Um, a lot of the girls I knew in high school, when it was ending, were like freaking out, like, oh my god, it's going away, and whatever. But, I mean, my wife, she's been a huge fan, friend. Uh, or she... Huge friend of fans. Fan of friends. I can't speak today. No, it's fine. That's a, that's a lot of... Uh, Fs right there. Yeah. A lot of Fs given. A, a lot of Fs given. <laughs> Thank you. Get out of my brain. Um, but like like when we were first dating, like we would, we would start spending the night together. Like she'd have friends up on the TV to fall asleep to. Like that's kind of her show she watches on a regular basis. I feel like Friends is part of the white girl starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go that far and just like... I think it is. It is part of the white girl starter kit. But yes, and the only reason I don't particularly... With hair extensions, sorry. And, and No, I agree. The, the Rachel, the, that oh, haircut. Yeah. Um, But I never really watched it. So I, the first couple times, like we would fall asleep too, but I, I, I really sat down and watched it with her yeah. and kind of experienced the whole thing once through. But unless I just really like something, like love it, I'm not... This is a backhanded brag. I have a good memory, so the jokes, like, I may not remember them just walking through the house, but if I see the setup for it coming, I remember the punchline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've already seen this. Like, there's one time we were watching it, and I just randomly looked up, and I was like, oh, there's a hair in my cappuccino. And Emily just goes, what are you talking about? And two seconds later, Chandler goes, there's a hair in my cappuccino. So I was like, I... I'm not a like rewatch it kind of fan. I'm like a, I've seen it once. I get the the phenomena. I I understand it. Yeah, I never finished it. I went You're back. You're not really missing a lot. I know. I went back. Um, I want to say. With the ending, you're not I missing know, a lot. I, I know I'd heard I know I'd heard little pieces of it from other people, you know, obviously. Um, but I think I don't think I'm I think I went back to try to I think I went to try and watch it. Cause I'd seen episodes on, obviously, because it was in syndication or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was like, you know what, I'm actually gonna watch it. 
and I think I got in the season seven season and then I stopped kind of didn't care anymore and like eight nine and ten are the last three and I just it I struggle to get through those and I just I don't I don't I, I didn't I, I mean I, I found this I found the show to be funny mm-hmm. um looking I mean I think I mean I think in that show I was like you guys threw Alicia Tyler in here for what eight episodes and called that diversity great um and to be fair to, to friends if that, that I guess they, they weren't really shooting for a diverse cast in this no. particular situation obviously but what? um looking through looking at it through a lens of I'm, I'm getting through a lens of 2020 2021 yes it's very pop I'm, I'm like really no literally no diversity people the people in the coffee shop were white like I'm like th- th- this show has no diversity do you whatsoever. drink a lot of coffee huh do you drink a lot of coffee at home okay do you go to coffee shops? Um, I would if they were cute like that. Honestly, I've been looking for a coffee shop that um, gives refills like that. Like I would like around. to go to a coffee. I would like. I would have loved to go to like just like a coffee shop. Coffee shop. I think mm-hmm. I did college maybe, but you know, there was one but, close to campus I would go to every so often. But yeah, we're not. I mean, I don't want. But that's neither. That's something they can't change. So that's not. I don't want to be. I don't want to dwell on that. But I did find the show to be. Not, I did find the show to be. I did find it funny at parts. I just don't. I just think I missed the bustle of caring about it. As far as the reunion goes. I I gained some more appreciation for the show after watching the reunion. Here's my thing with the reunion. I don't understand why they needed James Corden. And and I don't dislike James Corden. But you what got, I, you're, you're in my head. I was going to ask why. Yeah, what I wanted was, I thought this was going to be something more on the lines of like the Fresh Prince one. Very mm-hmm. intimate. Very like just the cast themselves. Just kind of like maybe somebody behind the camera is throwing out ideas or throwing out, you know, questions or something like that. And they're like talking about it candidly and stuff like that. I feel like we didn't get enough. Them playing the, the, the trivia game was kind of how I like, I figured it was like, kind of fun. That yeah, I liked. There, there were, it, it, and I, it was, it was kind of fun in that respect, but I was like, I would like to see them just like candidly just being intimate with each other, just remembering things we're talking about. I think that that is a lot more visceral than like, Watching them play that game or watching them do a, a, a table read, which some of the well, table reads were okay, but you know, they I, I guess I understood. They kind of went back and forth a little bit between, like they had yeah. the, they went back to the set and kind of started having. Well, yeah, but I feel like there and... should have been more. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this was more fanfare. Yes. Than it was like, because with with the Fresh Prince reunion, it feels like to me the Fresh Prince reunion is almost like Will Smith said, "We should all get together. Let's get together, and let's like figure this out." And it seems like. The friends one was just hyper produced. Well, so okay, and this thing. So right after it got done, did you see the first list of names that came up as executive producers? Yeah, every single friend: David Schwimmer, you know, Courtney Cox, uh, Matthew Perry, Matt LeBlanc. All of them were the executive producers. Well, they are. I mean, it, how hard is it to get an executive producer credit when you're in true? But <laughs> but that's where yes, I feel like they were. I don't want to say they would try to capitalize on it, but it's been almost twenty years. I mean, since it came off the air. I mean, hey, you did it. You, you get your money. Like, and get, I get, get that. That, that. I'm perfectly fine with that. But that's where they made it into what it was. So I feel like that because from what I heard and what I've heard in the past, they had a lot of influence on how the show ran when it actually was on air. So I feel like they would have had the same kind of influence in the reunion episode. They probably had a lot to do with how the format of it was. Yeah, which I I mean, and I guess that's. I understand some of it because I'm like, it is more fanfare. I think they they wanted to, they want. I guess having fans there w- was great and was fine and and you know doing. I I get aspects of it. I I think really I just didn't like James Corden. He didn't. He made no. I'm like at this point I feel like you guys. Why do you need a host? 
You don't. Or if you're going to get a host, bring somebody who's connected to the show. Or I don't know, bring bring in like like have one of the executive producers like I feel, like host the show, or or bring yeah. in or bring in a, a favorite character from the show that wasn't like necessarily like uh like like when they brought they brought Janice at the end, she, let her host it. Bring in someone who made an impact on the show but wasn't necessarily a main character, and let them host it just because they're part of it. And you know, it just seemed I didn't understand like when they had Justin Bieber randomly. It, it, I was thought that was they stupid. had a bunch of random. Was he in the in show it. at all? No. I think that's dumb. I was annoyed by that because when they, when they but brought David up, Beckham, he wanted the show. That made me angry. Kid too. Harrington, that made me angry too. I was like, "What's the point?" Like, I when they had Reese Witherspoon, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna have cute little guests." Like, I was like, I was expecting Aisha Tyler because she yep. was in the show for a little bit. Maybe her yep. talking about it. Did they even interview any black people from that fucking show? The um, one black person that was on that show, they didn't get. Well, and then Emily and sorry, and, I said I wasn't gonna dwell on this, and I well, no, back. but then Emily's <laughs> my wife and her sister. They text right after and said, "Wait." Where was Ben? Ross's son. Where was Ben? Where was is it Susan? Which one was Susan? The uh, the used to, used to date Ross, but oh, his ex wife, the lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Susan like, was the was the the one who dated his his yeah. wife. Where was she? Exactly. Where was Ben? Ben ain't doing shit. I saw Ben in something a few a few years ago, a few like last year or something like that. Yeah. He ain't doing that much shit. He's he's free. I agree. So there were there were some holes, but uh, and it might have been could have hosted it. It might have been some conflicting things. It may have been that which is I, I think I think they I think they specifically picked James Corden on purpose, and I was like, ugh. But I feel like he was just I feel like he's just a huge fan and kind of played into it where he's like, oh my god, he was just misplaced in my opinion. Um, but I I did like like the, the sentimental part of it, like seeing the parents, the ones who played Monica's yes, parents. That was that cool. touched me. Yeah, realizing that um, you know Janice. I knew that was not her real voice, but not realizing like she has a voice like me, and she, that whole New Yorker was like, "I'm putting this on." That laugh, yeah. like like that kind of thing. Yeah. But then realize, you know, just some of the things they revealed during it kind of took me by surprise. Too. I think there should have been more revealed. Like the, I think they should have. I mean, my whole thing is like they they completely glossed over, and maybe they didn't want to talk about. It, I don't know, but I feel like they completely glossed over the Matthew Perry drug scandal. The, and that, that's where I think that's had so much airtime in the past. They didn't want to bring it back up. But did you notice? Which that, they should have. Did you notice he couldn't talk? Yeah, some of his mouth. He had um, tooth surgery, emergency tooth surgery, the day of the taping. So um, that's why. So he was kind of like in pain and couldn't talk the whole time. I could, I, I, I realized he didn't say much, but I feel like it would have it would have been nice to it would have been nice to talk about that to get his, you know, because a lot of that was portrayed in the media. It'd be nice to get his side of the story and him, and him talk about it and stuff like that. And how it, how it affected the cast, and that, I don't know if that's me just searching for drama, but I was like, my first thought was, oh, I wonder how they're going to address that, or how they're going to talk about that, or, you know. And that to me would have been something where they could have had almost like Fresh Prince and Aunt Viv, the the, the first Aunt Viv mm-hmm. had just an intimate conversation about it. Like they could have been there without an audience in the set, just like you know, talking about how that affected all of them, or how they all helped, or how they all came through that. And that would have been. That'd have been great for me to hear. That'd have been nice to hear because I didn't realize that that was a thing. But yeah, they chose to have Corden ask his cheeky question at the end of "Were there any offset romances?" Yeah, and I'm like, okay, okay. great, that's cute. I mean, I mean, I, 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 actually, to be fair, that's not like a that's not like a that is that is a legitimate question. True, I understand. But versus actually getting to some yeah. of the real things that happened while they were taping, yeah. they decided to keep it light and fluffy a little bit yeah I, I think i wanted more i think that's where i mean it was it was it was cool to, it was cool to watch it was cool to, to hear 
the casting process how they cast everybody that was cool to i didn't see know rachel those, was the last one to be cast to see what some of those old like ugly shows i'm like yeah that 2194 would not have made it nice job um who even came up with that premise i don't know baggage handlers for lax in 2194 yeah i don't get it uh so yeah i liked seeing some of that some of that stuff was was really cool like hearing some of that backstory was great which is what i expected i expected to hear the backstory of how they cast everybody and all yeah. that but i was just like that was like there was nothing else like i, I wanted i wanted way more about what was going on i don't know i just i i, I, I left for it to be a two hour yeah reunion i was like i left being like where's the rest see paul rudd why do you have him host it I exact trust me, like there were so many people I was like, why could you not have had these other people hosted? I was right. thinking the whole time. I didn't even know he was in the show, so I know I Yeah, quit. he came in in, eight, in season eight or something. That, and I missed the season I missed because yeah. I or the season, that's what I stopped watching because I was like, Paul Rowe was at the end? Yeah. Hmm. Which is a random <laughs> thing because he was actually kind of big because I think that was right around 40-year-old virgin because he was kind of a big name. When, yeah, I think he was, what, 48 when he was on Friends and now he's 74? Right about. He is like, he got some black in him somewhere because that dude does not age. But he got some nice abs and stuff from Ant-Man and everything. Does he? Did you not look? Remember, go look up Ant-Man, Paul Rudd shirtless. Okay. Um, But I, like the things that I took away, and this is where I kind of guess I wasn't as critical of it, like, when Joey was talking about in the beginning, Monica just having her like lines randomly written on the table and things like that. That's cute. Things like that. Yeah. You find out like, I, I wanted more of that. Yeah. Like the behind the scenes when they did the, because you mentioned pivot earlier when they did the pivot scene and you saw Chandler just dying behind the couch. Cause he was cracking. Yeah. Up so bloopers much. are cool. I, I would have loved to see more exactly. of those moments. Like, of I, I feel like they went up from those moments too quickly of the moments of like, remember when, um, she used to write her like that kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, that's a really cool moment. Okay. And I feel like all that stuff was at the very beginning and then they lost all that toward the end and went into like more of the fanfare. And I was like, I would have loved, I could have watched 30 or 45 minutes of them just walking around, like remembering small things mm-hmm. like that to me would have been enough. Now I will say I have gone back because uh, other things like the kind of thing they mentioned, like where Monica had her lines written down, I kind of am going back now and watching to see if I can pick up on some of these things like I would never have noticed before. Like, do I notice her looking at the apples when she's reading through mm-hmm. on a script? So I'm trying to f- catch those things now. I'm going back and watching. Yeah, it a we'll bit. see if I go back and watch it. I don't know if I will. I, I haven't watched it in about five years. So it's kind of about time. If I if I was going to rewatch a show about six friends, I think Happy Endings is much, 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 much better. Well, I mean, I've watched How I Met Your Mother constantly, so I mean, it's kind of I need something different now in the background. Happy Endings, watch that. I might go back and watch it You still it haven't again. watched it. I've watched it when it was on air on the TV. You need to watch it again. Okay. It's worth it. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Stay tuned for this week's review. Okay, look. Before, before you do this, sorry. I don't hate Friends, you guys. Like, I, I, like, I like it. Like, I, I, I thought it was funny... My favorite character was Lisa Cooter, was Phoebe. That she's my favorite character. Actually, her and Joey were my favorites. Actually, I, I and I thought Ross was very cute. I always thought Ross was very cute. I oh, like the show. Yes. I like the show, you guys. I just for me, the reunion just I, I wanted more from it. That's all. I'm done. Go ahead. Right, random question before. Was Joey cuter than I remember him being back in the day? Like him doing those little model scenes they showed? Oh, those in- photos? His yeah. headshots? He has some really good headshots, yeah. Okay. Oh, but Welcome back to our show. Yeah. Let's get into what we're reviewing this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we are looking at the oh-so-charming Disney Plus original 
Mighty Ducks, the Game Changers. Yeah, looking at, it's a '90s outwear. Um, <laughs> I've recently rewatched all of them except for number three. Why um, not number three? Because number three sucked. <laughs> was not good. It, well, because it was the only one without Bombay. Was that the reason? Bombay made those movies. Was he? Did he? Okay, Conway. So Charlie no, was in all three. I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I recently Rebecca watched all of them. Uh, still love Joshua Jackson to this day. He's been in a lot of shit. Where was okay? We'll, we'll get into that. Where was what? Just go. We'll, we'll get into it. No, where was what? Did, they forget. had some cameos from the original cast in the show. Yeah, that was cool. Where was he? I don't know. Maybe he's. I think he's actually shooting something. Maybe. I was like, they've got to have Charlie pop up. Just. Yeah, but they did not. Exactly. Yeah, I was. Just, I was. I was mad too. I, I was like. I was like Joshua Jackson. You could take fourteen minutes out here and fly out here and do some shit. You know, you can go out here and show up. You can be like. Bombay looks. Charlie, how's it been? It's been great. I gotta go, and it's, it's a two minute scene. You go, you're off on a plane somewhere else. Mm. Well, whatever. I think Joshua Jackson. I've actually had a crush on Joshua Jackson since he was Pacey Witter on Dawson's Creek. See, I remember him from he Skulls. He was so cute, huh? Those like those shit movies. Yeah, he was in Skulls with Paul Walker. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. I know. That's, That's what I remember him from. Um, uh, I had a, I was because I, uh when Pacey was like. I liked Pacey. Pacey was oh Pacey. I don't even. I don't even. Where did this come from? I think I liked Pacey, but just now <laughs> I'm like, like I can't even. I'm beside myself. I'm like, did I like Pacey Witter? I think I did like Pacey. I think Witter. you did. I think I did. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So basically, <laughs> let's get describe the show. Let's, let's, um, what, what is the general overview of the show? So the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Disney Plus original. Uh, it's about the famed Mighty Ducks uh, peewee hockey team and how it's become more of its antithesis, the Hawks, from the original movies, mm-hmm. where they are very overly competitive. And they oust um, a member of the team who's been on the team for, you know, a few years. And because of this, this member and his mom start their own team to kind of be the antithesis to the now power hungry and overly competitive mighty ducks and to kind of re-emphasize what the original Mighty ducks were all about fun so first. they so yeah this show i mean uh, this this is actually good to uh, i would assume that lauren graham left zoe's to do this show this is exactly what i would assume she left um, zoe's for because uh she was on the first season of zoe's extraordinary playlist and Which, okay. came back for this isn't zoe's an abc show yeah. And does not Disney own ABC? Yeah. So, okay. I think if they're all on the same network, who knows? I don't know. I'm not even going to try and speculate across that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so Lauren Graham is in it. She plays the, the mother um, to Evan. Oh, no, it's Morrow. I just call him Morrow. Evan Morrow, yeah, who gets kicked off the, the team in the, in the first episode, and he's devastating. His mom's like, you know what? We'll build our own team. She knows something about hockey. So sure. there's her. Who else? Who's the other big character, obviously? Um, so the other big one that I love that they brought back, and they, I, there was no way they could do a My Ducks reunion without him, mm-hmm. but would uh, be Mr. Emilio. Mr. Gordon Bombay. Emilio Estevez, yes. Um, Who looks just like his dad. When he first came on the, on the screen, me and, and Emily were just like, Mr. He does, President. He does look a little Charlie Sheenish, doesn't he? That's not his dad. Or Martin Sheeny. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I mean. Well, Charlie's his brother. You knew what I meant. Don't act like you knew what I meant. That reminds me of Goonies, um, <laughs> where um, 
where actually I think it was a little bit of foreshadowing um, because uh, they were in the wishing well and they were like, this is where all the gold is. And they found all this coins and money and stuff like that. And uh, they were like, some of this money is really old. And they were like, really? They go, this coin has this person on it. This coin has this person on it. And then he goes, this coin has, he goes, Martin Sheen. And she was like, Martin Sheen, that's President Kennedy, you idiot. And then like, you know, so back in the 80s. And then obviously in the, in the late 90s, he became President Bartlett yeah. on the West Wing. So that's kind of funny. Is, You're welcome. Okay, I didn't realize that was before. You're you didn't realize that was before the West Wing wasn't in the eighties. Have you never seen the Go- Have you never seen the Goonies? I've never watched it from start to finish. No, I've I seen, feel like I've, I feel like we've had this conversation uh, okay, before. Then, I have seen some scenes on TV, and that's it. I've never go fucking seen. watch the Go- look. Go fucking watch, watch the Goonies tonight. <laughs> I'm so serious. You think I'm kidding? Watch I know the Goonies. You're not kidding. That's why I'm laughing. Tonight. Are you gonna this quiz me tomorrow? Evening. You need to fucking watch that movie. That movie is not great, but you need to watch it, okay? God, Sean or um, Josh Brolin. Oh, and it was sweats. We we have talked about this because I've talked about how, much, how, how hot I think Josh Brolin is. Let's Josh not get off topic Brolin. here. He was so cute. That stupid outfit with those short with the sweats. He had sweats on with a short sleeve sweat shirt on top of the other long sleeve sweat shirt with active shorts, basketball shorts over his sweatpants. That's what he wore the whole movie. That's stupid. But he was cute though. All right, so regardless, yes, Gorbon Bay, huge, 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 huge. Oh my god, yes. It's it's the reason I watched it to begin with. Yeah, I didn't know he was gonna be I honestly think I knew he was gonna be in it, but I was so glad that he was. Like I, I agree, there's no way that they could have done this without him well, in it. And, it's just I mean the ridiculous. preview made it look like it was he was gonna be a very like supporting character, maybe in like yeah, yeah. one or two episodes. But yeah. I'm happy he was in almost he actually was in every episode, I think. I think he was, yeah. Um other thing that other character you might really know is I don't remember his real name. All I know him as is Riley from uh Letterkenny. Which is funny that everything he does has to do with hockey. Because in Letterkenny he's I didn't realize that was him. a hockey player. And then in this one, uh Riley is the Mighty Ducks coach. And he's cutthroat. I did not recognize him. Yeah. He he was also in a few of the Descendants movies on Disney Channel. You're welcome. Um, so he was like this the cutthroat coach of the Mighty Ducks. Like he's like, Look, you're just not good enough. You're not making it. We have scouts coming. And it's like these kids are twelve. Like they're literally eleven or twelve years old. Well what was the the line from the first part where she's freaking out when he gets cut and she's like talking about how they're bringing pediatricians and like physical therapists to the um hockey practice and one guy goes oh no i'm a i'm a food scientist and she goes do you not understand how this is ironic yeah like there's no like they took this way too seriously basically those kids in in these shows and the parents as well um but yeah like i honestly for this particular show i didn't know what to expect i actually expected to kind of hate it really i did i did expect i did expect to go in and be like this is not gonna be is not going to bring back any of that joy for me. And I actually think this show did a really good job of not relying too heavily on the source material. Yeah. Did you get, I feel like they would, I feel like the easy way out would have been to almost take the Cobra, the Cobra Kai season one aspect of this and rely very heavily on the source material to get through all of it. And then I think I think Cobra Kai, as it's gone on, has kind of lost some of that because they've gained. I think this show started with like, look, we can't be, we can't just go directly into like 
showing 800 different clips of the Mighty Ducks movies. We can't do it. Yeah. This is its own vehicle with Mighty Ducks influences. And I, I really thought that was cool how they did that. Well, and that's where, I mean, going back and thinking about it, yeah, it's Mighty Ducks and it brings up a little nostalgia, but it didn't really like dive deep into it. Like it, it tried to make a name for itself. Yeah, it's, it hit it's you a the continuation head with it. of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. It's not a rehashing of the Mighty Ducks. Right, right. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good. Nicely done there, sir. I like it. You're welcome. Um, or thank you. <laughs> um, or you're welcome because I'm the one that brought that out. And you're welcome. Okay, there we go. Um, no, kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that that was the main thing. Like looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, they didn't really like the only thing we got. And this is kind of a spoiler, guys. We already talked about it. But the only kind of nostalgia we had was when they brought back some of the old players. They, they brought back and, some of the old players in one episode. Yeah. And I'm like, that was just enough of an injection of like, of like nostalgia for me to be like, Okay, now I want more of the nostalgia. You didn't start with it. You didn't really lead with it. You didn't really give me like all this stuff at the beginning, and you gave me this small little crumble. And now I'm like, okay, now I want more. Like next mm-hmm. season, I'm like, maybe they'll get more of the originals to come back. Maybe they'll do. You know, who knows? So is Let's, there a season two planned? I have I not know. checked. I don't know. I, mean, I forgot to check as well. But you guys, this show, like, really, it was something that didn't just. Dis- Obviously, some of the things I, I disliked about it was actually the things I disliked, they kind of did it in a really, really good way. Because you know, you have a show with kids. Yes. And at some point, those kids are going to get really fucking annoying. And there's going to be some kind of drama or some kind of bullshit or some kind of idiocy that happens. And the one episode where there was supposed to be drama, teen drama, they I feel like they did it so, like, I didn't get annoyed. My way of thinking was like, I didn't get annoyed at all during that whole episode. Well, they had to introduce it and fix it within 23 minutes. Yeah. And which was, which I think they did a really good job of doing. I was like, they wrapped this up really nicely and didn't let it linger so long that it got annoying. Yeah. And they really kind of stuck with the, now the plot was a little, obviously the plot goes a little, uh, product, productible, predictable, <laughs> productible. Oh, productible. <laughs> That was a play of words. I didn't even know it. <laughs> I'm punny. Um, you are. So, like, when you see this team that that's get, that gets built to just stay, they're like, we just want to have fun. We just want to have fun. Yeah. And then, obviously, they start winning, and the competitive edge takes over, and now they've got to reassess exactly. what's going on. So, that's kind of the, that's obviously the overarching part of that. Well, so, okay, and here's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Knowing the history of the move of the like franchise, and knowing where the characters came from, so they explain kind of where Gordon Bombay's been, and like I feel like they could have done more with his character. I feel like the kids were addressed. I mean, it is a show about the kids, so I feel like they were addressed very well. They never really got annoying, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that transition was good. But like Gordon Bombay, he's a he's a bar past lawyer, so he he has his license. Yeah. So, and then he he coached the Pee Wee hockey kids, coached the junior Goodwill Games, went to be their legal representation or open up new like at the in number three. That's why he wasn't at number three. So he's had a stellar career. So then I'm like, okay, he I mean he played in the pros for a little bit or the minors to go to the pros, and then like, okay, so what has he been doing? Why why is he running a rundown skating rink called the Ice Palace? Like, they explain all that. They do. But not to my satisfaction, because just because if you is is a law degree or in the bar exam, like if you just don't use it, you lose it, and you have to retake it. Like I, I don't know this, but like I feel like after so long, he could have fallen back on his law degree and done more to still have some money substantially than just 
being a grumpy old man and being content to where he is. But he didn't want to. I guess. I, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, he, he, he I think he real. I think you, you learn this from the movies. Like you learn that. Yeah, there was that he was a lawyer, but that wasn't where he should have been. He was running away from. He was running away from his true love, which was hockey. In the movies, I get and you get that, from and he the was movies. kind of doing that also in this, and they kind of explain, you know, he was a, a college coach, and they give him some backstory, and yeah, and, but I think they didn't focus too much on him because they didn't want it to be about him, and which I think they gave him just the right amount of exposure in this particular show. They gave just the right amount, like he is not supposed to be. He is not supposed to be the titular character. He's not supposed to be the main character. He is supposed to be there to support and help everybody else along the way and maybe learn a few things as well, continue to learn as, you know, Gordon Bombay does. So I think his exposure was perfect, but obviously we have different opinions in that. So What is it? That's, that's kind of like my one, like, for as well-known as he is, as, as much fame as he's gotten, for Eric... And his mom to being part of the Ducks for how how long? Eric, Evan, Evan, sorry, Evan. I call him Mara. Just call him Mara. Yeah, for Mara and his mom being part of the Ducks for so long, and then going here and not knowing who he was. That's what I'm like. Like, it just I don't know. His I I loved his character. I love that they brought him in. It was the nostalgia aspect I needed for the whole show. Because they didn't need to just throw, like you said, all those like flashbacks and his memories of him. Because they didn't want him to control the entire, you know, plot. But I feel like he just needed more. There was something missing with his character for me. Oh, I thought it was perfect. What do you mean? Or, it- missing with like how they explained him and where he's at. Like I, I needed more. I needed more backstory or something for him. And I don't it. say he needed to have more parts in the current role, but I just needed more of like how did you end up here? How do people not know who you are who have been part of the Duck franchise for going on probably 10 years? And, like, the son picked out who he was automatically. He wasn't part of the the, the, the Duck franchise for the past 10 years. He left. No, Morrow was. The kid. I'm Evan, confused. Evan, like, when he first saw Gordon Bombay, he's like, oh, my God, you're Gordon Bombay. Like, he knew. So how did his mom not know? Because she doesn't even know what hockey is, dude. But she's been all of his practices and everything else. But Gordon Bombay has been at those practices. Whatever. That I don't. That's where I'm like. I'm like. She's a mom. She's not. She doesn't follow hockey. She doesn't even know anything about hockey. But all the so other she, moms knew who they who he was. But those other moms on that hyper competitive team, they're all hyper. They're the ones who are putting their kids through all of that bullshit. They're the ones who are trying to get their kids scouted at age eleven or twelve or thirteen. So those parents are like, this is a business, and I'm gonna know as much as I can about it. And Evan Marl's mom is like. We're just here to have fun. So you just have fun. I'll be over here on my iPad, on my phone, doing my thing. I don't need to know. Okay. So that to me makes total sense as to why she wouldn't know who Gordon Bombay is. She doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Like that's the thing. It's like, I don't care about hockey. It's not my thing. Why would I know who started the Ducks? I wouldn't know that. I guess that makes Plus, a it was little like bit of sense. 20 years ago. I mean, when you look at it this way, it was probably you know, decades, a couple of decades, because those kids yeah. were probably like, I think when they came back, I think they're supposed to be like, maybe like mid thirties, maybe. So right about, yes. So it's been almost 20 years going on. How is, and of course, Evan might know because of the history of the ducks, because he played for them, but the mom's like, I don't care. Okay. Who cares? Fine. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you what's rational. I think you're the one that's being put in a DC. I just sp- like Gordon you're the one putting a DC spin on it. I just like Gordon. Whoa. 
Because you hate DC. What? I. Can we talk about? Are we done? Are we with superhero movie fatigue yet? I think I'm done. Sorry. Like superhero, like genre in general. Like I, I like I'm like I. Sorry, you got so, segue. It, like we'll come back. We'll come back to the ducks. But like, because the Eternals obviously in November trailer dropped. Then Shang Chi with Jung from Kim's Convenience. God, he's so sexy. But I'm happy to see um, some Asian representation. Yeah, it's long fucking time coming. Um, I do love the diversity of the Eternals cast as well. It's yes. super diverse. Um, but then they were like, but then someone told me, you told me that Kid Harrington is supposed to be Black Knight. And I'm like, well, yeah. then they obviously can't have Kid Harrington be Black Knight by giving him his own fucking movie. And then Oscar Isaac, hottie, is going to be Moon Knight. And I think that's coming out. I haven't watched the preview for that yet. And now I'm like, okay. And now there's like a Shazam 2. And then there's Black Adam. And I'm like, okay, now at this point, at this juncture, I might be over it. This is Am why I, I don't do the DC. I, I stick with Marvel, so I don't have to worry about all of this. Even if even get, get rid of DC ones, still Marvel still got they've got uh, they've got four movies coming out this year. That's a I'm like this is a lot. Like I'm a little fatigued. True, that's all. But I'm not lo- saying I'm not going to watch them. I'm saying I'm fatigued. But keep in mind that that's also due to COVID. If they had had no COVID and locked down for a year, two of those movies would have come out last year. I don't think it matters. I, I know I said that they're all that four of them were coming out, but it doesn't matter that that's it. I, yeah. I just, I'm just like, I'm looking for it. I'm like, they're gonna, it's just gonna be superhero movies for the next. Tw- I'm like, are we done? Like, I'm just, I'm just ready to be done. I think, I think I'm like, ready to be done. Emily, like her main thing she wants to go see is Cruella, that new Emma Stone movie. I don't Again, wanna, it's Disney. I don't want to see it. But it's not a superhero. I don't want to see it because I don't like this. I don't like this new thing that we're doing now, where we, where we have to give characters who are horrible like redeemable qualities. Look, she. Cruella DeVille wanted to kill dogs and skin them to make coats. And we're going to give her a redeemable backstory? Fuck that. That's stupid. I don't like it. That's why I'm not watching it. <laughs> if you're an Emma Stone fan, go right ahead. Have fun. Does it look cute? It looks cool. But if this had came out before 101 Dalmatians, then great. But Cruella DeVille is a deranged person. I don't even know her backstory. I don't need to... To make to feel sorry for her or understand, just like when they came out with I Tanya a few years ago, they were like, "Oh, look, let's get a backstory about Tanya Harding." No, that bitch did what she fucking did, and I'm not redeeming her for nothing. You fucked up, bitch. Sorry, somebody, somebody ducks. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm kind of mad that I pigeonholed us into giving Bay of the Week to an LGBTQ uh, plus member of the community. Um, I do know who I want to be, but if we were going, if we were not going to do that. Who would you say was the Bay of the Week of this show? Nick. Nick. I love that fucking kid. Nick. Nick was, oh my God, I loved him. He was just like, he was so adorable. And he just, oh, I just, that I kid. I love how we just like went right into Bay of the Week. Like there was no like. Oh. Well, because we're going to, because we're going to, we're going to yeah, do yeah, a yeah. Bay of the Week. Um, that kid to me made Fr- that show. From the moment when he was like, I have more of a podcaster body. Sold. Yeah. He's First line. Adorable kid. I, I was like, he is comedic gold i could not get enough of him i loved him Wait, like okay when he's talking to the chocolate um like the concession stand girl and he's like i think me and, and evan are approaching that best friend zone and i want to ask him to come over and spend the night and like like oh my god like the way he addressed these yes, things these kids he was so grown up but childish at the same time it was great i love super it. cute with his moms and just adorable i like i, I love i thought he was great i thought he was yes. really good yes um I thought actually, you know, I thought all the kids did a really, really good job. I think um, I liked his personality the most. I think I liked was it Lance? 
if the kid with the hair. Yes, I believe so. I loved his whole turn story. I loved that. I loved that old thing where it's like, oh, we're gonna recruit this really really cool hockey player, and then boom, uh, what? Like I loved that. I I mean, I, but Nick was. The I'll say, like, like the team in general, like, like Sam, the crazy guy who would just jump off walls. And I didn't just, really love his character. I, I, thought, I thought that was a little, I thought they were running out of personalities and they gave him true. just this weird one, which was kind of like, eh. And then but. the goalie who could just randomly sing. Like, the random things they yeah, would throw in. But like, like, but Nick, come on now. Yeah, Nick was the best. Oh, he's, he's like the teddy bear that you just want to have in every scene. Yeah, I was, I, I was always looking for him in every episode. I'm like, where's Nick? What's Nick going to say? Where's Nick? Where's Nick? Where's Nick? I couldn't get enough. Oh, then it's check. But uh, yeah, we'll figure out the other Bay of the Week. We, we might just go with the Bay of the Week we decided on. We'll see. Bay of the Week. So, okay. Let's get, let's get down to brass tacks here. Watch or not. Wait, are we not doing Bay of the Week? I mean, do you have a, one that's representative of the community? I don't know. Uh, I guess we could do them last. I guess we could do that last. Because okay, I, I, it's not with the show. Okay, great. Watch or not. Yes, go. Sorry. Um. So, yeah, you first. Watch or not. Um. I'm going to say, you guys, yes. Uh. Here's the thing. This show is is super cute it's super funny it's got some of the normal tropes in it but it is nostalgic enough to give you that feel but it also is super duper duper new it's got its own personality which i think is really which i think is really really cool and this is to me is a show that could go three or four seasons they kind of take that route of of the original movies, you know, and really kind of build and build and build and follow these characters as they get a little older and be like a second generation of like this mighty ducks. It's definitely watchable. It's definitely like a really, really cute light show. I, I just, I, I just enjoyed it. I looked forward to every Friday having yeah, this come out. I don't have much else to say about it. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say, just get on my head. You, you checked every box I was going to mention. It had nostalgia to the point I needed to have it. It stands on its own two feet. It's not trying to live off the glory of the past movies. The kids are adorable, but that might just be because Nick just kind of influenced so much of the story. But Nick was adorable. The kids were good. Were good. True. Nick was adorable. But yeah, it's definitely a watch for me. It's it's one that I do hope gets renewed. I think based off the popularity, it's not a superhero. It's 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 something new for Disney. Yeah. It's a it's a um is it one they purchased or was I don't know. Or was Mighty Ducks originally a Disney movie? Nobody knows. But like I don't I, just, I don't, it's, it's one they've kind of brought back from like like a like phoenix like like it, they brought it back and it, I, I think it landed really well yeah this is one of the remakes or the reboots that i think is cool because you start to see them people do it i mean i think we're in reboot culture right now yes. we're, 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 we are in the era of reboots and superhero movies and i think it's uh-huh. it could either be done well or it could be done horribly and like they're redoing the craft like the craft was a fine movie back in 1997 but doesn't it need to be redone well they're kind of doing a re hash re like Jordan Peele is, is doing a rehash or remake of Candyman. Yeah, I don't get it. That was a movie back from like '84. Well, but he's doing horror stuff. Yeah, but still, I get you. Yeah, yeah. But, like, um, but yeah, watch this, you guys. Exactly. It's worth it. So let's get into Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Okay. So. I do you have any ideas for like an LGBTQ plus? I have no ideas because it was kind of sprung on us to think about this yeah. at the beginning of the show. I'll lead a new. I'll I might lead this, and it, 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 I, we might end up with with mine just because just out of default, so we could think about it more for the next coming weeks. Fair, but my 
honestly, I want to give Bad of the Week to Lil Nas X. Okay. And here's why. Coming from someone who is a black gay man who has never actually it's between two people to be honest Lil Nas X because he is someone who's in mainstream media mm-hmm. he I don't know if you've seen you need to watch his SNL his SNL performance where it was unapologetically gay I unapologetically need to go watch gay it. not like obscene but unapologetically gay yeah um to see that if, if I if I was 15 years old seeing that on TV I would be like oh my god there are he is on national TV right now on SNL Mm-hmm. doing this if he could if he could do that on on national tv and be fine i can live my life and i think it's very inspiring very uplifting just his story and just the way yeah he came out with the call me by your name with the whole that had a whole thing with it um because of you know the whole lap dance with the devil thing and i'm like you know what he's owning his sexuality and he is putting it out there for everybody to see and then his second single off his new album was called sun goes down which is about like him being bullied because he had really big lips and he was kind of dark and he, you know and that whole thing and he tried to you know be okay with himself and I'm like this is the gay inspiration that we need whether it be for black kids white kids tra- whoever this is the kind of inspiration we need this is the kind of representation that we have been waiting for and needing for so long and I love the fact that it that he is okay enough that he is stepping out and showing his sexuality to us to help us feel better. Even yeah. if he does, even if that's not what he, why he's trying to do it, that's what he's doing. And I love the fact that he's doing that. Okay. Did you mention there might be a second option or is we just going to do a little nonsense? I think I'm going to save my second one for maybe next week. Okay. But I honestly, I mean, I just think he is an inspiration and seeing him on TV and just doing that and just seeing how unapologetic he is, I'm like, He's charming. He's great. He's nice. He's not trying to do anything but be his authentic self. And that is some inspirational shit for this Pride Month. So you know what? I'm just going to go with it a little bit because I wasn't ready to start thinking about an LGBTQ plus or IA plus person for Bay of the Week. So uh, Lil Nas X, call me by your name. Yes. I think when you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, everybody. All right. Um, stay tuned for... Wait. Is it the end? This is the end. <laughs> stay tuned next week for our drop that should come out on Fridays instead of Thursdays if you've been keeping up with our yeah, episode that, drops. that was my fault. Sorry. Um, yes, you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you.